Hello and welcome to this episode of Radio Free HPC. This is the show where we talk about supercomputing, high-performance computing, and other tech topics. I'm Dan Olds, joined as always by our co-hosts, Henry Newman from Seagate Government Solutions, Shaheen Khan from Orion X, and Jesse Lanham, our millennial standout co-host. Now let's get to the show. Hello, everybody. Wherever you might be, it's time for another fascinating and scintillating episode of Radio Free HPC. I'm Dan Olds, as I always am. We have Shaheen down in the valley. Say hi, Shaheen. Hello, Dano. How are you? I'm okay. You? Excellent. Excellent. Good Beautiful to hear. Beautiful weather outside. It is. Uh, we also have Jesse down in California, not Purdue or OCS bound yet. Hello. <laughs> There's the lull. There was the lull. Yes. <laughs> and we have Henry talking to us behind 21-inch rammed earth walls. It is bunker down in Las Cruces, which will account for a little bit of the echo. How you doing, Henry? I'm doing great, and I'm looking forward to seeing all of y'all in August. That's what the plan is. We're all going to be going down there, planned, uh, to do a re in-person recording from Henry's new uh, survivalist compound. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Looking forward to that. But we've got a big task on our plate today, folks. We do. What is that task? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I thought you'd never ask. We're going to award our first prize for our, our podcast listening contest. <laughs> I, have to, I have to well, say this is It took us quite a while to get to 18, didn't it, Dan? Oh, my no, God. No, yeah. I think actually we deserve an award for how fast it was. <laughs> I thought it was going to take us a year. <laughs> so we had what? Uh, well, four weeks? <laughs> Maybe more. <laughs> <laughs> so four weeks or so. Just a flood of email here. Uh, by, yeah, by our a, standards. <laughs> and a, perhaps one per business day. I don't know. It sounds like one per like a few days. <laughs> well, yeah, one every other business day, actually. Yeah, that's probably about right. But nevertheless, we have a first place winner. I don't know why I say first place because there is no second place <laughs> award. <laughs> but we do Only have winner. a winner. And do you want to hear what they won? I do. I do. Definitely. Here we go. This is the kind of storage I'm interested in. <laughs> yes, it is. What they've won is a vintage, never used, suede leather IBM S390 laptop bag. Wow. Whoa. And I want to tell you, it's big, but it's heavy. <laughs> well, so were laptops back in those days, Dan. Yes, they were. This was from, I'm going to guess... Oh, 1999 or 2000, I was given this. Uh, that is like my age. I've, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. It's, it's never been used. It's not even a millennial. No. It's yeah. made of suede leather on the outside, so it's sure to spot when it rains. So you don't want to take it out in the rain. Just cover it in a garbage bag when you go outside. Yeah. Yeah, have a cozy for it, which will take the weight up to probably... Ten and a half pounds just for the bag alone. Uh, it has one zippered compartment, then one big compartment for your laptop. And this is going to hold a 17-inch laptop if anybody's sporting one of those. Hopefully our winner is. The other thing that I'm throwing in with it is a medallion for the IBM mainframe at 50. 
oh, wow. a commemorative medallion and a cassette tape of the little radio show that they put on Talk S390. And this is this where is it going to find where is our winner going to find a cassette player? That's up to the winner. <laughs> Buried this in the bag. The edition of uh, from May 12th, 1999. Hmm. And it discusses the G5 and G6 S390 integrated solutions. So that'll be great listening. So one way or another you're headed to eBay. <laughs> Either to pick up a cassette recorder or see if you can get something out of this, something out of this. And our winner's name is Kyle Hudson. Yes, that's Kyle Woo! Hudson. Yay! Yay! Let me tell you a little bit about Kyle. Uh, Kyle is uh, is a system administrator for the K State BioCat supercomputer, and he's one of only five members of the 600 member campus champion community for Kansas State. And that means that he's going to have the opportunity to work side-by-side -side with Exceed staff and research teams to solve real-world science and engineering projects. That's brilliant. So Kyle's a hitter. Awesome. Awesome. He deserves a cool kid bag. He does. He does. And this is going to get him attention. This is, every, this is everyone's dream in our industry. I Ooh, would yes. Absolutely. And I, sorry to interrupt, Henry, but I forgot to mention this bag is expandable. Ooh. Oh, even so, larger. Two 17-inch laptops, too? Oh, yeah. Or maybe, like, 12 or maybe tablets? A, or maybe a 4U server. <laughs> <laughs> you can get a 1U in here. You can get, you can get blades galore in here. <laughs> You're still using that form factor. Now, is it genuine leather? Is it Corinthian? I believe it's genuine suede leather. I see. Oh, there's also a secret compartment that if you can make the latches work, it flips up like a saddlebag, and that's where you keep your pens, your pencils, and your calculator, and maybe even a business card or two. Very nice. Very it's, nice. It's brilliant. It's a fantastic execution on the laptop bag concept or the overnight bag concept. That's beautiful. It is. And we'll have pictures of this up on the website, too. So there we go. I, I feel a little out of breath. This was such a heady moment. <laughs> Auctioneering it off. Oh, wow. Well, do we know Kyle's uh, address? We don't. <laughs> I was just going to email smoothly. I was going to email Kyle, let him know he's the winner. And so we're. We should have told what the prize was before we got his address because I was going to be like, no, I don't want it. Because I really do need to get rid of some of this crap. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, yeah, we need to have a form that they have to give us their address or shipping address. Uh, before we announce the prize. <laughs> Peel boxes accepted. <laughs> Peel boxes, train depots, wherever you want to send it. Locker in an airport. Locker in an airport. That's all good. That's Unnamed all good. to your in-laws. We'll, we'll do it all. Oh, and by the way, Kyle, expect a ground shipment. I'm not air freighting this out <laughs> to you. I, you know, just saying this is so, not going to get to you overnight. You might get it by the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. No. yeah no no it'll be faster yeah. not much faster we'll see <laughs> oh what a heady moment 
Wow, break. that was great. Wow. It was. And we'll have another contest coming up real soon because I've got still more stuff to get rid of. Such a win-win-win. Win. So, I mean, that was something I would want to win. Oh, that's too bad, Henry. You could have typed it from me. Yeah. You could have emailed from your <laughs> Yeah. From your personal unknown accounts. Yes. I only have I only have known accounts out. They're all known, Gene. Anyhow. Anyhow. Let's move on. What a fantastic day though for podcasting. Truly. And for all of us. The entire industry. The entire industry, yes. It's, it's moments like day. this that define the entire medium. They do. It's true. They do. And isn't the medium really the message? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I believe it is. Well, I th are you reminding me of shooting the messenger here for some reason? <laughs> <laughs> Something you're all in favor of. Absolutely. <laughs> well, we do have some news from Capitol Hill that the House is ro rolling through a bill to devote an additional $1.25 billion with a B for AI compute quantum, excuse me, quantum computing. Wow. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's under consideration. Billion. They're not officially designating no. like we're going to roll it out yet, yeah. but we, they could. But I like their thinking. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. I mean, I think there's a pretty good chance this will go through. I mean, this is doubling the spending on quantum computing. It's $1.25 billion over five years. And that's a decent chunk of change for the players, right? Oh, I'll take that. Absolutely. Yeah. That's good a good move. That, that is a decent chunk of change, but it is not, it's not going to change. Look at what HPCS cost the country in the mid-2000s. That was about a billion five. It, it will improve things, but it's not going to... It's not being a quantum leap. <laughs> Bad pun. Yeah. Boy, that just sort of took the starch out of me. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So that's a good thing. <laughs> so we're very happy about that. And I just want everybody to know that the email notifying Kyle of his win has just gone out. So right now, as we speak, Kyle's finding out that he was the winner of our first ever Radio Free HPC contest. Fantastic. Now, again, on the legislative front, this is a little bit bigger money, but there's a proposal which seems to have bipartisan support that is pushing to give NSF, National Science Foundation, a hundred billion dollars over five years and Just also a expanding a little bit more money, expanding its mission to include a technology directorate. That is awesome news for the country. What's a technology directorate? Do you think? I'm not sure how it's going to come out, but I would assume it has to do with uh, a coordinated effort across all the things that NSF funds that deals with technology. Because NSF funds research and climate, it funds research on material science, it funds basic research on biology. So, to me, a technology director would look across that all the the the, the science areas that are funded and look at that at, to try to optimize the, the funding profile and the use of technology. Yes. And it looks like they're going to rename NSF to include National Science and Technology Foundation. Yeah. And that, that kind of gives them purview over how 
everybody does technology in the government. And there's a guy named Arden Bemet who led the NSF from 2004 to 2010, who says, quote, uh, he fears that the bill would take the agency into dangerous territory by asking it to lead the government's effort to develop new technologies. Quote, I believe it'd be a mistake for the technology directorate at NSF to serve as an offset to private funding for commercial innovation and entrepreneurship. Yeah, NSF is about basic research, and that's what they were so good at. And the, the things that came out of NSF weren't something that we looked at for five years from now or 10 years from now, which is what is funded in commercial. This is basic research for things that are 10 and 20 years out. The basis, uh, basis of, of the research for that becomes commercial products 10 or 20 years later. And that's what the goal was if you look at the funding profile when it started in the 50s. Didn't the DOE sort of take over this role? No, I don't think really. DOE was about funding uh, science, but I, the basic research is still done by NSF as far as I'm aware. I see, because I'm, I'm thinking about the DOE labs that I talked to, and they all had test beds uh, like, like NREL and Sandia. But that's testing. Yeah, but that's that's testing technology of today, not okay. doing the basic research for tomorrow. Then, I mean, the solar panels that you have today came out of basic research at NSF probably 20, 25 years ago. All the material science work. That's what NSF was designed for. This is a big bump to their budget. That within four years they're going to have four times the size of the entire agency's current budget, which is $8 billion. Yeah, a, four, a 4X means an entirely new organization. But yeah, this is an incredible move. And uh, so we're looking at, at two big spending things, but this is a game changer for NSF. So Henry... Is there any reason why nobody should ever be online today, ever? Yes. And the issue is GitHub has been attacked. No. So people are putting more than two dozen projects were found to be serving up malware. In GitHub? In GitHub. Huh. So... I mean, even development people are unaware of some of these things, and, and this is the new one of the new attack vectors. Is instead of going after systems, just <laughs> insert your malware into uh, source code and be done with it, and then you just sit back and wait for people to download. Wow, that's incredible, and I'm kind of surprised that they don't run these things through an antivirus or something. Yeah, well, it's hard to run an antivirus on source code, Dan. You'd have to compile it and run it. So uh, this is this is a, a new, you know, not a new, but this is a, a fresh attack vector. And that now that Microsoft owns GitHub, they're going to have to become uh, keenly aware of this problem. I imagine they will be. That's that's brutal. Wow, because I've downloaded a lot of stuff from GitHub. Well, maybe that's where you got your um, rootkit, Dan. No, not from that way back when, but yeah. Okay. Good to know, Henry. And I don't know if you're like me, but if you hear the sound of a fishing boat and a buoy and a reel, 
that means it's time for the catch of the week. Jesse, what do you got? Yeah, so my catch of this week is Campaign Zero, which Campaign Zero utilizes extensive research and data science to highlight specific policies targeting the reduction of police violence. So with current events, I would definitely encourage our listeners to take a look at policescorecard.org, which is really the perfect avenue for anyone who's interested in computing to see how data science directly impacts public policy. And additionally, both the founders of the website are on Twitter, and we have the links for their websites and um, whatnot in the blogs. Okay, then. Police violence, any kind of violence, it would, uh, I would welcome a reduction in it in these troubled times. Henry, what do you got? I've got an interesting report on the UK broadband performance during COVID-19 that was, I found to be incredibly interesting. Uh, that so far, at least in the UK, and I've seen one for the US, the broadband infrastructure in the country uh, is holding up and people are able to work from home and get their jobs done. It is being stressed pretty significantly, but um, overall it's doing pretty well. And I'll sh I've shared the link with everyone. It's a really interesting report to see it. And I don't know how it applies to other countries, but it was the only detailed report I've seen on broadband performance during COVID-19. You know, that's that's great to have. And uh, it just in looking around at the news and being a consumer of the news, I haven't heard of anybody really having any problems with the Internet worldwide. I have. Have you? Yep. Any place in particular you can think of? No, I, I've had a lot of people with uh, dropped Zoom, dropped a lot of dropped uh, conferences, a lot of dropped go-to-meetings, a lot of Citrix drops, a lot of complaints uh, from a lot of different organizations with different applications. And I don't think it's the application. I think it's the congestion and the uh, TCP timeouts back to their, back to their home environments. Oh, okay. Because I mean, okay. if that's what you're going off of, then yeah, I've had some problems. Um, but I no. always assume that they were specific application issues. Well, my catch of the week, I don't think small like you folks do. This is a big one. They found the gene that is called the skinny gene. So if you want to get to a point where you can eat all you want forever and never put on a pound, uh, hint, Jesse, um, <laughs> this gene or is for you. It's called ALK, and they've replaced this gene in mouse. They, they deactivated the ALK genes in a group of mice, and these mice immediately became skinnier while having the same diet and the same activity level. What's their overall health, though? Uh, they died right away. But okay. <laughs> there you go. The side effect was insanity. Um, <laughs> They somehow bit their own throats out, and they're not sure exactly how. No, there were no, at least so far, no side effects. It means that they burn more calories than normal mice, and it explains why they remained thin, even if they ate the same amount of food. And it also showed these animals showed uh, improved glucose tolerance. So meaning they could eat a lot of ice cream, too, and be just fine. This is a game changer. Uh, Dan, who made the discovery? Is this Weekly World News, National uh, This is This kind of sounds a, like something I'd read at the grocery store checkout. This is from a science publication called Study Finds, and it's scientists from Canada, Austria, and Estonia. 
Yeah, I'd like to fact check that a little bit. Just check. Just saying. We'll put the link up. Okay. It's a pretty good thing, though. Yeah, hold <laughs> off just a little bit. But there might be a little something here, which would be awesome. They did do a sample of 47,000 people to, to compare their ALK genes. And they did have a um, correlation. So there you go. Let's go ahead and call that an episode of Radio Free HPC. Thank you all for listening. Be sure and drop us a line at podcast at RadioFreeHPC.com. Or you can hit us up with a tweet at Radio Free HPC. From now until next time, stay safe, take care of each other, and be careful out there. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Boom. Thank you for listening to this episode of Radio Free HPC. And as a quick note, the views and opinions of Henry Newman are his and do not reflect any policy or position of Seagate Government Solutions or Seagate Technology. Thank you for listening.